Hi, this is Timothy Zahn, author of Star Wars Thrawn. You're listening to Living Force Podcast. You will never have a deeper sleep than curled up in a Wookiee's lap. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. Ready and... A Utini production. To bring forth the merchandise. Episode 11, conversation with Lacey Gillerin from the Resistance Broadcast. You might want to buckle up, baby. Find out the origins of hashtag Make Solo 2 Happen. What did you say? The Utini crew plays either or. Whoa. And we answer your questions. I feel great about this plan. And now, here are your hosts. Who are these guys? Dr. Corey Hilton. Everything you've heard about me. It's true. And Eric Eilerson. You're going to need a nickname because I ain't saying that every time. Oh my god, you're like behind you. Because you guys' videos, it just puts us to oh. shame. Well, Corey's <laughs> okay. I'm in a fucking <laughs> dorm room because I'm on an actor contract for the summer. <laughs> so I didn't get to bring anything. But that is This amazing. is a year in the making. Don't yeah, don't feel bad. It's been a, oh, it's been a year. That was sort of my intention with my semi-new office. I just moved yeah. into this house. You're too far away. You got to get closer. I know, but like I tried that, and it's really awkward in the room oh, if I do that. <laughs> Star Wars yeah, is awkward, Corey. Well, I know. The funny it's thing true. is, so I'm on like a, a temporary table, and my computer is actually probably eight feet in front of me, but I shoot against the, uh, the oh, wow. shelf, and then when I'm not there my computer's over there that would that would be a good yeah. idea i should do that yeah, yeah that i have make, literally my roommates for the summer put this piece of cardboard with like the little like mic foam taped on it with a little blanket that's over my laptop it is the most janky setup <laughs> but i'm proud of it it's like my own little piece before of hell. i like to think. we did before we did video which was like last summer so the first few months i was on the podcast from like march to july I do uh, audiobooks on the side. It's like a side project. So I record those oh, in like totally. a closet because I made it like a mm-hmm. home studio in a closet. So I used to record with James and John in a closet and they were like, this is, you can't, you can't do this when we start doing <laughs> video. And I was like, all right. You can't I'm show fair. people this. It was like pitch black <laughs> yeah. and then like me in this closet. <laughs> yeah, we have them too in front of like nice offices and people are going to think that you just have to like go in a closet and shame. Yeah. No one knows. Which is what we make Charles do when he's on the pod. <laughs> that is true. That's what Charles does. He's currently recording in a closet. Nice. We we have all talked about this, and we we have set a couple milestones that once we cross, we'll we'll shift into the live stream. Uh, live stream. Wow. We, a, we don't even do live stream. Yeah, we do live to tape. Okay. 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 That's interesting. Yeah, we haven't quite decided. So I don't know if we'll go live stream. We have a little bit of experience with live stream because we uh, we did a campaign of the Star Wars RPG mm-hmm. last year just for mm-hmm. just for fun. The rest of us we all play and we kind of uh we live stream that so we have a, a little bit of the grasp on the technology right. I think so we can probably pull it off. Oh, yeah. we we have we have crashed a live stream in every way possible with <laughs> our We tech. have oh my god it, that's honestly kind of why we quit is it just <laughs> Well the other thing about live stream is like for me at least when I'm fans of other people like I'm such a brat in the sense of like I'll listen to it when I have time. So, like, my fear yeah. is, like, you do a live stream, you put all this work into it, and then people are like, well, I'm kind of busy right now. Whereas, like, they'll listen to yeah. it on their own time if it's <laughs> yeah. recorded. Is it going to be on well, YouTube Well, the nice later? thing, exactly, exactly. The nice thing about live stream is you can at least kind of yes. see it. So yes, yes. Nice. Well, that's what we do. We basically that's, that's do that. What... So, we record ours via Skype, like, live. We do it in one take, 
and then we just put that right up. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's basically that, but it's just live to tape. Mm-hmm. Nice. That might work better for us. Yeah. Yeah, but you maybe, know what? Maybe maybe we'll live stream it to people that pay us. Oh, that's a good maybe idea. We'll do a Patreon. Patreon and yeah, do that. Patreons are the hot well, thing right go. now. Oh, a girl! Tell us about the girl, hon. Is she nice? Does she have sharp teeth? But you know what? Right now, we're not making money, and we're not live, but we are the Living Force Podcast, Episode Eleven, <laughs> Solo: A Star Wars Story. Matt, that's what the sound has to be for this one. Um, we didn't intend to do that, but they happened. We're now officially doing. We're out of movies now. Episode eleven. Officially, I've used up all the titles. <laughs> I've used up the anthology. This is the this is the third time you said we're out of out of movies, but this time it's official. We're out of movies. I just lied to people before that. Uh, as your liar and host, my name is Eric Eilerson, and I am here today with Doctor Corey Helton. What up? What up? <laughs> and we do not have Doctor Charles Hankel today, but we do. Have the wonderful Lacey Gillerin from the Resistance broadcast. Lacey, welcome. Hey, guys. Excited to be here. I really, really am. Yeah. Excited to have you. Uh, now, if you're listening to us and somehow aren't listening to the Resistance broadcast, you're a liar. Um, but <laughs> I love how you went from I'm a liar some... <laughs> to you're a liar. This turned around real quick. <laughs> you're a liar, audience. Listen, I love that you're, you're pressing play on your podcast app, but you might be lying to me, and I don't like that with our relationship. Um, what what is happening? <laughs> we're devolving, Corey. We're heading towards chaos. This is the future. <laughs> this is our Kessel Run. Get ready. Um, but Lacey, for those of people that don't mm-hmm. know, um, what is Resistance Broadcast? What's Star Wars News Network? What is everything that you do? Yeah, so I am part of the Resistance Broadcast, the official podcast of StarWarsNewsNet.com, which is a big fan site. I joined the podcast in March of last year, so I've been there for a little over a year, and... We do two shows a week, Monday and Thursday, and it's been really awesome. Man, two shows a yeah. week. Corey, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that. That's what we're doing. <laughs> uh, no, but, no, but it's, it's awesome. Your show, your guys' show is, is really cool. You guys focus on way more than we focus on in this show um, as far as but news and um, – Okay, you need to you stop need beating from... yourself up. This is, this is not how this show is going to go. Well, the thing is, I'm going to start it with low, and then it's going to get really everyone liars. Awesome, you're like, our like, show's not as Whoa. good. That's not true. <laughs> Let's cut that. Cut it. I'll take it. I, I, am, I am being a little, like, middle school guy asking someone out, aren't I? I'm like, I mean, I know I'm not, like, cool. And I know I'm like, you probably hate me, but do you want to, like, hang out? I got to tell you, I, I've never really heard a terrible Star Wars podcast. I've heard ones that are probably newer to ones that are more experienced, I'd say, but nothing's ever bad. Sure. Star Wars isn't bad, yeah. so. Because we're all like, hey, you know what's awesome? Star yeah. Wars. Are you in your car in horrible traffic or on a train full of smelly people? Let's talk about Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, That's exactly. all it takes. Hopefully we're somewhere in the middle of like somewhere between bad and You guys new have and, like, had some crazy guests so far, so. You're doing pretty good. We have, we have. Well, luckily, our, you know, we, we have the podcast is new. Utini mm-hmm. is not. We've been around for a good a good while. We started in, in 2017, oh, nice. so we've been we've been around a mm-hmm. little bit. So we've just we've evolved a great deal since. Like, yeah. Because if we get we went, when I first launched this thing, we were doing book subscriptions like a book box, like you could sign up, yeah, and, like, yeah. get books every month, and we would shipping yeah. them. It was a it was a big mess. So. <laughs> and then that first website died. In the fire, and we made a new one. We're a phoenix. It's all about how you get back up. Beautiful, exactly. That's right. right. So before we get into uh, a little bit of meat and potatoes about this episode, Lacey, as another kind of fun intro for our listeners, we've all talked about in our old episodes how we came to Star Wars, how we came to the books and stuff specifically. 
How did you first get into this crazy world that we all now are absolutely obsessed with? Star Wars has been a part of my life for a very long time. I started liking it in second grade. I'm from Connecticut, and there's this local store called Stu Leonard's. It's like this dairy supermarket. It's hard to explain, but if you're from Connecticut, you know what I'm talking about. Even New York has one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they had a movie section, and they had the VHS tapes that Darth Vader was on, and I was standing there looking at it, and I went to my dad, what is this? And he said, Star Wars, and I said, I want it, and then that was it. I was just hooked from the first time I watched it. I really connected with Luke Skywalker and the fact that he was... A kid from the middle of nowhere that was searching for belonging and adventure and something else. And as a middle child myself, I was always like grasping for that moment to be the hero. So I just fell in love with Luke. Not in like a love way, but like wanting to be Luke. Yeah, that that was it. I'm hooked. I've always yeah, been, I've always loved it. <laughs> I found that's been me recently, especially with uh with Luke similar to you. Like when I was a kid, I was all about yeah. Luke. He was my guy. Like, who do you want to play when you're playing in the yard or whatever? Yeah. And in the past few years, people are like, who's your favorite character? And I'm like, oh, well, I want to be cool. So, like, I, lo- I mean, I love Sabine. I love the Rebels crew. And, and all this stuff is true. But I feel like I keep trying to pretend that Luke's not my favorite. <laughs> and he just is so good. And I, But I feel a need as, like, a hardcore fan to name someone that some people might not know. Yeah, no, Luke is great. I think, I think Luke is Luke definitely is. great. And there's no reason not to like him. I feel like there's some clouds around mark hamill slash the last jedi with luke where i feel like people are trying to like take a step back from luke yeah only relatively right um but i love kylo ren that's like my go-to if you're to ask me who my favorite character is everyone knows that but uh yeah i have a soft spot for luke i mean i have a like a third grade journal where you put those bios in the beginning like Lacey loves pizza oh, and it's like Lacey loves pizza <laughs> and her hero is luke skywalker and she always watches the return of the jedi like that's what it says in third that's grade amazing. That's awesome. that's yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah green lightsaber changed yeah. my life i mean that was the <laughs> moment <laughs> i remember oh yeah that, that whole scene on on the java sail barge is just next level he whips that thing out and he's just killing everybody even it's before fantastic. that when he shows up with the hood on and then takes and he like looks up and the his face is in the camera it's like, oh, he means right. business. Like, Luke has changed. Oh Luke is a boss. Yeah. yeah. He had a glow up, as the kids say. <laughs> uh, between, but I'm trying to be hip. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it works as well. But he did. He glue up and he dabbed on the haters. So, um, moving on from that as fast as I humanly can, I want to talk about something called Star Wars Celebration, guys. Ooh, good, because good this past week... At the time of recording, this will come out on July 4th. We're recording a little early. Um, Star Wars Celebration tickets went on sale, and it was madness. It was madness. I almost didn't get them. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really came close. I think I was within within an hour of not getting them. Yeah. So like, get And me- I was in there within the first 10 minutes, too. But I was in the dang queue for, like, almost an hour. I was in there forever. I was super late for a picnic I was supposed to go to, like a, a, work, a work thing. Super late, but people are texting me, did you get the tickets? Like, I'm glad I've already impressed on them that I'm a diehard Star Wars fan and, you know, they're going to have to wait for this and it's just part of it. Yeah, it's, but you but you got them. Um, I did. I, I was in a kind of a similar boat. I had a, a work thing that ended exactly at noon. I got out three minutes early. Um, for my request and set up two devices next to each other. One had a Chrome browser and one had Safari just to see which one would be faster to get in the queue. And I did get my passes within like five minutes. So I don't know what. I don't know. Thing which one was it? Was it, was it Chrome or Safari? that got uh, Chrome first? got it faster. Okay. Was it the first one you logged it with? Yep. 
I don't know what happened, but we, we were all in a giant Slack channel together, and like yeah. everybody's like, "Oh, I got him! I got him! I got him!" I'm like, "I'm still in the queue. <laughs> I've been here for 40 minutes. What is happening? What you, is happening?" Because you just want to refresh real, at that point. You're like, "I, I know. Refresh. I was getting so I was getting so scared." But then the tickets sold out within like the first hour. Yeah, they sold out within no. an hour or two. That's nuts. That's never happened. Yeah, no. No, did all you all the resistance folks got tickets? I'm I'm hoping in assuming. Yeah, so we actually uh, I was in a chat with John and James when the tickets went live, and I had all these pages up ready to go. And I used to work for Celebration for several years, so I was like trying nice. to be like, guys, this is how it goes, you know, trying to be like the expert <laughs> and like calm them right. down. Right. John has no idea what's going on. Uh, James was a little bit more <laughs> prepared because he's more like technical. Than John, but um, yeah, James got in super fast, got a VIP ticket, no problem. Whoa. Yes, what? That was in the Holy first three crap. minutes. Those sold he out. He got so one so fast. fast, and then I'm sitting there still wow. in the queue, and I'm like, "How did this? How did this happen?" And then I got in before John, and I bought his four day pass so he could just leave. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so yeah. the funny thing is, yeah. he's like, "Can you just get mine?" I was like, I, "You're the worst." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Eric, I sincerely regret not just buying a ticket for Charles. I sincerely regret it. I should have done it. I should have done it. Does he not have one? Charles is – he was really on the fence about whether or not he could go. So we're both resident physicians. We're starting a residency in family medicine. and. Well, I don't know if I'd go there. We're super busy. That's- if you're a doctor, you're <laughs> if you're Corey's patient, listening, that he's very patient. smart. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm this that. is like the so downplay are- smartness, coolness show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm a doctor in my spare time, and on top of that, yeah. So Charles is is like a little concerned that we're not going to be able to get leave off. And I like cleared it ahead of time and everything. I was like, listen, yeah. if I get into this residency, you guys have to let me leave a year from now to go to celebration. And they're like, yeah, fine. You get 17 days of leave a year. It works out. So, it, but it's really questionable when you first get a new job. Like, oh, are you, you kidding? I started leave? a job in like, January. And before I signed the job, I was like, uh, I'm taking off from April 4, uh, 11 to the 14th. I won't be here. Bye. And they were like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what I did. Charles did not do that. <laughs> so he was like, I don't know if I can go. We're like, bro, they're going to sell out so fast. You got to do There's it. There's plenty and he of was... time. And what's going to happen is a lot I of know. podcasts or websites and stuff that get press passes or podcast are going to have tickets that they just want to get rid of. That's right. He's fine. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But, oh, God, it was, it was, what, it was one of the most stressful experiences um, I've had in quite a yes. while. And I'm someone that's been it through was. this numerous times for so many different shows, and every time it's just <clears> as stressful. And the hotel one was even more stressful to me because I was like, tickets, I could figure it out. I was like, hotels, like, if you don't get in the hotel you want, like, what do you do? Right. Oh, yeah. I, I did an Airbnb in Chicago, and I spent $350 in Uber rides. I kid you not. It was outrageous. Yeah. So. Uh, so uh, speaking of um, speaking of hotels, shout out to Freddie, our tech guy, one of our tech guys. <laughs> Holy crap! Eric and I—he lives like twenty minutes. Oh from man! So, oh man! Yeah. So we have a huge remote team at Utini. They're all yeah. over the place, and Freddie is awesome enough to let Eric and I and our significant others. If they're with us that long, <laughs> <laughs> I bought her a ticket. So well, yes, at least I did too. Is a so backup ticket if you're not with her later. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all oh, for God. you, buddy. We know you're listening. <laughs> oh Jesus, yeah. So he's kind of to let us let us stay with us, and he really jumped the gun. Um, we have been planning on put doing like a big UTI mm-hmm. get together because none of us have ever met ever. Like, John, we've all James, and I had forever. met before. Well, John oh, and I perfect. have because we live 20 minutes from each other, which is totally weird because we didn't know that, but. Uh, 
<laughs> James, John, and I had never been in the same place until Celebration, where we were all there to do a panel. Like, we had never met each other. It was amazing. the most bizarre, but, like, awesome thing. It is so cool. Yeah. Yes, it is so awesome. I got to meet um, – I got to meet – Eric didn't get to go to Chicago this year. He had another work thing going on. I, yeah. I was – it was awesome. I got to meet Carl and uh, Meg. Those are two mm-hmm. members on our team. The first few folks I've met. Um, it was super awesome. So we're planning a big get together because a very large number of Utini folks got nice. got tickets Perfect. this year. So we're we're gonna plan a big after party. I think we're really gonna try to go out with it. And we have a relatively decent sized following of fans that are probably gonna go to celebration, which Eric I think is gonna go into very here in cool. a minute. And so we're gonna try to do a big Utini meetup. So if you're listening and you got tickets to Star Wars Celebration. Be on the lookout because we're gonna we're gonna throw a big party. Uh, we'll probably we might do a brewery. We might do an event hall. I don't know what we're gonna do yet, but we'll probably we'll probably go out at a restaurant or something. So we got drinks. That week is gonna be nuts. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah. crazy. It's gonna I mean, be crazy. If you if and if you guys are listening and you want to see uh, what I was like in my college drinking days, you're gonna get it. Because it's funny you sh- say that because that's how it was at celebration. Everyone's like, "Well, if I'm gonna go, this is the week I'm gonna do it." And I was like. The thing yeah, is, like, exactly. so I am I am from Chicago now. Like, I live uh-huh. there, and I was actually doing a show in Alabama during celebration. I was gonna say, so, so you live in Chicago I, and you didn't get to go? It's so stupid. <laughs> because I it's had so tickets. stupid. The thing is, he had tickets and he sold them. I'm so mad at him still. So, but I did it once, and the last time it was at celebration in um, uh, Orlando before that, right? Was yeah. That so, yep. It so, was Anaheim 2015, 2016 was London, yep. 2017 was Orlando, and 2019 was Chicago. Yeah, 2017. I had I was like at the page thinking about it, and then I didn't. Then, la- then this year, I got my ticket. I was so excited. Then I got a show, and I was like, I got to do it. It's my career. And then I sold it. So this time, I was like, this is the third time I- I've been meaning <laughs> to go to Celebration. I'm yes. going. I don't know what would make me not go to Celebration. Like, I can't <laughs> even say, like, the only thing is this, because I- the limit does not exist. Yeah, essentially. I don't know. It would take um, a lot to get me not to go to, especially if we have a big event and we we like have a live recording of you know the the drunk living force. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Because um, so we put up a poll on our on our uh, on our Twitter during the ticket buying frenzy because I wanted to know uh, what members of our living of our listening audience were going to celebration. Uh, so according to that, fifty two percent of you are going. Awesome. We'll see you there. Thirty nine percent are not. And nine percent of you are still stuck in the queue. So I hope that. Do you know? How, does it tell you how many people took the took the poll? I'm, uh, it does, but I'm just gonna say it was like roughly five thousand. I don't think that's true. It was like thirty, but uh, <laughs> at least fifteen of those people are going. So, it was like a million people. It was like super. It was violent. probably all Utini people. It that, was that every was... Star Wars Celebration ticket holder. I'm I'm pretty sure. You know that's why thirty thirty nine percent of them are not going. Right. Exactly. So fifty two percent of the time, one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, if you're listening and you're going, uh, come say hi to us. Obviously, we have so much time until Celebration. Which we are going to be thinking about every day until then. Which is such then, a letdown, right? But now you have to wait yeah, and wait. It's so year. far away. That's unbelievable. Yeah. But so we'll how, how, many, how many times have you been, Lacey? Did you say yeah, that Yeah, so I've been to 2015, 2016, 2017, 2019, and now this one. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Freddie on our team has been – he's the guy that listens to Anaheim mm-hmm. we're staying with. He has been like 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 the Denver ago. ones, like mud – like all the way Dang, back, you know, like all day. the way back. Yeah. So he said, 
Because we recapped like it was mm-hmm. unbelievable. It was my first. It was unreal. It was like Chicago. literally one of the best weekends of my life. He says that never goes away. Is that true? So it's hard to say because for 2015 and 2016, I worked it. So it's a different situation. I mean, they Inter-beast, were still my right. favorite show to work because I used to work for Reed Pop. But the um, 2017 was a little crazy. It was my first one as a fan. And like somehow I helped out working one day. <laughs> I was like, this is really <laughs> weird. That was fun. But then this one was like a whole different ball game for me because I was a fan still but then I was a podcast and I had a panel and I'd never been on a panel before so it was was like very nerve-wracking but it was just super fun everyone was so nice everyone I met was awesome I'm really sad I didn't get to see you guys but there was just so much going on were you at the podcast meetup at that hotel at the Hyatt yeah yeah I was there I was at did, you look kind of familiar. Did I meet you? <laughs> I mean, maybe in passing. Do, do, I, do, do, I look, do I look familiar at all? <laughs> no. I met... S- I had... So I've changed a lot. I had LASIK oh. eye surgery, so I don't wear glasses anymore, and I grew a beard. Oh. So. <laughs> Corey, Corey, I think you're... Frankly, dude, you're utterly forgettable. Hey! I, hey. I think that might be... I, I walked around with like business cards, and I introduced myself to a lot of a lot of folks at at, at that. Because like, I should go through my I, box and see pe- if I have your business card. Because I have you should you should look and you crazy. can see you do look familiar. I'm sorry if really I did. All... It's not personal. I I just no. I don't so remember anybody that, that I met. I had to go back and through and look at oh, all the cards okay. myself to figure out who who. Yeah. I just met so many too, people so. were like, I'm this person. I'm this person, and I'm like, ah, I love everyone, and like I gave out a lot of hugs, and like I'm not a hugger. Like that weekend, it was just like you get a hug and you get a hug and you get like Oprah. Yeah, just, that's hilarious. In twenty twenty is going to be that even more because we are all we're going to be living in the after effects of Rise of Skywalker. Oh we'll, we're going to know we're going to know Ben Demption. We'll already get the Solo two announcement. Mm-hmm. So we'll all. I wonder be- if do you think the timing of of Anaheim celebration has anything to do with like their future plans? You think they did it late because of that? Or is it literally just because like they decided last minute to do a celebration in 2020? And- oh, no, I think last they're minute, doing I don't think it, it's ever a thing. I think them. they're doing it in 2020 because it's the off year of D23. So I think they're going to start doing them every other year. So then one year will be 23. But why August? Why so because late? Because that's in when the year? they do D23 is July August. So oh, they'll switch okay. off that between D23 and Star Wars Celebration, and then Star yeah. Wars Celebration will fall on the years that movies are happening. That makes sense. I like that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's probably it. Well, I can't wait to go. Um, I can't wait to officially meet you guys and meet a bunch of people that are listening and meet a bunch of people that I talk to on Twitter every day. Like, it's going to be a ridiculously amazing time, but I have to measure it because I can't feel this level of anticipation for a year and a half. So I'm going to try to, try to like, breathe. A year from now, he's going to be like, maybe? you know, guys, I'm going to sell my tickets. <laughs> We're going to be like... If you do that, Eric, Eric I, I'm kicking you off the team. I'm kicking you off the podcast. I'm going to blacklist you. We're never going to speak to you ever again. Actually, what might happen. Uh, but until that moment, uh, we're going to keep talking about Star Wars here and about the stuff that we're excited about before Celebration. So in that totally natural segue, Lacey, I want to ask you about something that is close to your heart, is close to our hearts, is close to, frankly, everyone that has a living pulse's heart, or it should be, and that is... Hashtag make solo two happen. For those of us listening that aren't aware of what that really obvious hashtag might mean, <laughs> what is make solo two happen? How? Why do you feel the 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 desire to keep it spreading, and why is it seemingly more popular now than it's ever been? 
So Make Solo 2 happened when one day in August of last year or September, John Hoey was like, you know what, guys, we all really loved Solo. I'm going to start using the hashtag Make Solo 2 Happen, and we're going to start talking about how we want a second one. And we went, okay. And James Bainey made a logo for it, and (laughs) it just started this thing that we would always talk about it. And we would talk about it on the show about how we wanted a second movie or a TV series or anything because the movie ends up in such a place that you're like, wait, there's so much left to tell. There's so much going on. Yeah. 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 So what happened was a year later from when Solo came out about, I would say like a month before that, John and James and I were talking and John was like, hey, you know, the anniversary Solo is coming up. Let's just tweet about it all day one day. Like, let's just tweet about it the week it comes out as, like, an anniversary, like, hey, this would be awesome. And he was like, let's not do it on the weekend because people have Memorial Day plans, but let's do it, like, that Thursday when people are at work and they're, like, talking anyway. So we were like, okay, cool. So, like, a couple weeks out, we started talking about it, saying, hey, this is the day we're going to do this. Join us if you want. We thought it was going to be, like, 20 people chatting with us about Solo. (laughs) And, you know... We woke up that morning and it was already trending and we were like, wait, what? And then by lunchtime, when it had like 10,000 tweets going, we were like, oh, okay, so this is a thing. And then all these other people joined on. Like, I said joined on because I was going to say Jonas. Jonas joined in (laughs) saying like he's Mm -hmm. for it. And, you know, John Powell, the composer, said he was for it. Uh, John Kasdan tweeted that he was going to talk about the syndicates and like all the other stories to tell, which is nuts to me. Wow. And then I was driving home from work that day and I came to a stop sign and there was a lot of traffic. So I quickly checked my phone and I'm getting all these alerts and Ron Howard tweeted us and we were like, what, what? So I... That was incredible. (laughs) It was incredible. I know. So I called John just because he was at the top of my phone and I'm screaming at him like, Ron Howard tweeted us. And he's like, what? What? So then he's yelling and I'm yelling and then it's just yelling. Long story short, it was... A perfect day of positivity where people were talking about something that they loved and there was no negativity of, I don't like this and this is why and you suck Mm. for liking this and you're the worst. It was just everybody liking it. And even people that didn't like it were like, hey, I'm not a real big solo fan, but I really like Infus Nest. I'm not a huge solo fan, but I really want more Darth Maul. And we were like, great, join us. We want you come to our side, you know? And so it's one of those things that has gotten so much leverage. And when a bunch of people were at Galaxy's Edge recently, someone saw Alden and said something to him. And he was like, oh, I know about it. Someone emailed me. So the fact that they know about it to me is just crazy. Like, that means probably Bob Iger knows about it. Because it was trending like crazy for like three days. Yeah. Long story short, we just want to see it happen. We just want another Star Wars movie. And I don't think it's that difficult. I know people have accused us as working for disney and and there's yeah. other motives there isn't oh well, we're all we're all shills yeah. absolutely oh, yeah. i couldn't believe it i was like wait what is there money involved i wish there was can we get paid for this? No, where's yeah. the money um no it's just a genuine love for that movie that we didn't realize would take off and i think it's due to the fact that a lot of people and press were talking about how they didn't like it so that kept people from 
outwardly saying, oh, I like it because they didn't want to get the backlash from it. Mm. So when Mm -hmm. they were seeing people being like, I love this movie, they were like, you? I do. You do? You, me? Like the Spider-Man meme were like, you, me, you. (laughs) Oh, 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 oh. You? So, yeah, Yeah. that's what happened. It's been awesome and we want to see it happen. And if it does, like, I'm pretty sure John Hoey is going to weep big fat tears like a baby that's what we need deservedly yeah. so yeah too. yeah i mean that- i want yeah i totally feel the same way like like i love solo i mean i think it was just i think it was just the timing of it and people were so exhausted already from the backlash of the last shit i got that nobody talked about it really i heard so little about it was solo, so fun and you know what the press is part of the problem to be honest because yeah ron howard did an interview with josh horowitz from mtv on his podcast about how much he loved solo and how hard it was and like some of the issues he saw but overall like fans loved it and he can see a year later that fans love it and it's got this cult following and yet john and i talked about that one week and the following monday all the press was talking about was how he was talking about trolls i was like there's a whole interview there that he talks about how much he yeah. loves the movie and all the wonderful things that came that out of it sucks. and you're honing in on this one sentence i know yeah uh, it sucks yeah. so bad I mean, that, that was a huge reason that we started this podcast in the first place because we realized you know what like happiness doesn't really get clicks a lot because you can it click on it and be like, no. yeah. And then you move on as opposed to if you're angry about something, you're going to share it because then they're like, yeah, you're right. That does suck. Yeah. Whereas solo, solo, I felt, especially over the last year, I've rewatched that probably more than any other film this year because it's, it's like a perfectly warm bath of a movie. <laughs> like, I just kind of sink in. It doesn't, it doesn't have flaws. Oh. Not really. Like it just, it's so well made and yeah. just flows so perfectly. I've never, and, you want to go back? Yeah. To... I've never smiled more than when he's flying the Falcon with Chewie in the Maelstrom. Like <laughs> oh, I yeah. have Man, a full sad. like Joker crazy person smile on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The, and I tell friends too, that the soundtrack by John Powell is astoundingly good because the moment when they're um, in the AT hauler and they just got out of the shower and there's a the, the song that plays as they're going over the mountaintops, there's a mm-hmm. French horn bit that's like eight seconds oh, yeah. long. And I'm like, that about. French horn bit is Star Wars. <laughs> like that yeah. little bit is yeah. the isolation of what it feels like to be in Star Wars. And mm-hmm. it's things like that, those loving touches in that movie. I mean, I don't want to go back to Star Wars before Enfys Nest and Kira existed. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that, uh, it's just great. It's great, and I think that one of the reasons that I'm so glad we got to have you on to talk about it is that I do still feel like there's this weird idea in Star Wars fandom that you need a reason to talk about Solo. Like you'll talk about Jedi, we're talk about Empire anytime, mm-hmm. anywhere. That's fine, but I still feel like you're right. There's a subconscious need for fans to talk about solo oh because it's the anniversary and because there's another reason yeah. like we're still not quite allowed just to love i talk about it all the time so if you want to talk about it <laughs> yes Which is, you're you're our gateway drug and talking about solo all the freaking yeah. time i think solo in in you know from the cinematic perspective in, in the movie community was was i think sort of a failure to to, to disney which which sucks because it, it it was just not the money maker it they still were, made they more money than and, ant-man it, yeah, oh, that's, that's exactly. Fair. That's, that's fair. And <laughs> I, I hope that word. I know. I hope uh, that it doesn't really just you know seal the coffin. I don't think so. On, on no. they, movies, they're making a willow. Color, they're I making think, all these other things. There are so many movies yeah. in the in the history of of cinema. There are so many movies that failed at the box office. From Wizard of Oz, Shawshank Redemption, uh, Raging Bull. Oh, yeah. There's so mm-hmm. many movies that failed that are now classics. Right. 
So well, Empire was poorly received when it right. first came out. Yeah, I mean, and it's 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 universally understood as being the quote unquote best Star Wars <laughs> yeah. film now. So yeah, people are I think going to look back ten years from now on Solo and, and Last Jedi with completely different eyes. But what I was going to say is 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 Solo is I think our glimpse in what the future of Star Wars probably looks like. I mean, we have new music, you know, from someone other than John mm-hmm. Williams. Um, for because he's 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 got to move on. He's getting up there in, in years, and you know I don't know if he wants to work on this forever. And so we got new music. We have a completely different angle. We have origin stories of characters that have never been told before. And and I, I think it's the future of Star Wars. So we have no idea what's going to happen after the Skywalker saga is over. And I hope it anything we get is even close to Solo. Then I'm going to be ecstatic because it was amazing. Absolutely. And and I think one of the cool things that Solo did was really bring in um, more EU material because it's like seeing the EU on screen almost, right? And one thing I want to ask, I want to get both of your opinions on is Solo as it kind of related to the new canon, right? Because <clears throat> obviously here at Living Force, we are all about the new canon and Legends respectively. We love them both. But when Solo came out, it had the three main books, right? With Last Shot, Most Wanted, and the Solo novelization um, released right around it. And do you guys think that Disney was kind of trying out a new way of releasing books as related to movies because they were all a little more integrated with that movie than, say, even some of the Journey 2 novels have been Mm -hmm. with, like, Lost Stars and things like that. Do you think that those movies or those books and stuff enhanced the experience of Solo for people? Or do you think that it was still kind of just, like, the books and movie are pretty separate? I think that the books and movies are always going to be a little bit separate only because you can't expect the general audience like my dad to go read the books so there's always going to be a little bit of a gap that being said i think they were able to release so many books with solo because it was new even though it's han solo it's a new story to tell and i think there's a lot of pressure that surrounds the saga series and the way it has to be told so that's why the last jedi came out in march after the movie had already come out um But, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I haven't, I haven't read Most Wanted, but I read Last Shot. And, like, I wasn't the biggest fan of that book only because of the switching mm-hmm. perspectives every other chapter. I, like, couldn't keep mm-hmm. up. I think, yeah. I, think, I think that was our team's sort yeah, of Yeah, I was saying, we're, we're, we're about the same. Whereas, I got to say, last, Most Wanted, rather, is the only book in my life I've read in one sitting without putting it down. I got to get into it, then. It I got to try it out because yeah, I just haven't was, had a chance. It was night and day. It was night and day different than than last shot. Yeah. Last shot, the only the only thing it had in common with the film was that it had Han Solo and Lando in it. Well, like, and L three, the first L three. And L three, that's true. L three also, but I don't feel like she was. Even though she was, anyway, we won't go into that. Yeah. <laughs> Most wanted is the prequel to yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To the Solo and if you love Kira before, <laughs> oh, it's a, it's oh, a Kira man. book with Han in it. Essentially, oh, awesome. <laughs> it is, and it's. It's very, very good. Most Wanted was was amazing. It's 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 probably, I it could give I think it could give Lost Stars a run for its money as being a, the best you know one of the best law, young adult books that have been released since we've done the you know the new canon thing in twenty twelve. That's awesome. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it had a it, the, the whole the whole solo book series was the first time we like you said it had a big marketing push around a film that actually had you know the stuff that actually made sense for the movie it had effects on the movie like they're, it's almost like they're afraid to touch the Skywalker saga in the books right now I and think I so hope too. that changes after I hope it changes after after the saga is you know over and stuff and do you not think stuff, you don't think they're like, gonna make a ten no. 
I think we're done with numbers. I don't know. I don't know. Who are we to speculate? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But I do know that like they've been preaching about it and marketing yeah, it. Like the it's finals, be the, end, the finals. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, but this is oh, they've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I got. But I'll say I think what what I hope that they do more with their future films and future projects, even like Disney Plus films that I assume they're going to make as well for that service, is do what they did with Solo, where they released last shot before the movie. So you got a little bit of young Han's voice, you got a little bit of um, L3, and then you saw the movie, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, okay, those are those people, and then Most Wanted came out like the week after, I think, so then you got the prequel to the characters you had just seen. Right. And I think that was a really cool sandwich right. of, of like release, and I hope that they're not afraid to do that, like with, um, what is it, Resistance Reborn, right? That's the one that's coming out this fall, that's between eight and nine. That's which crazy. Is, that's the first time it sounds like they've touched stuff that has to do with the films, which is because supposedly deal. it's a year, right? Yeah. That's between eight. And yeah. Nine. yeah, yeah. And I mean, you're giving me some more like smoky eyed looking into the distance, Oscar Isaac Poe Dameron in my life before <laughs> that film. Like, give it to me. I'm all about it. But speaking of that future of Star Wars, I have a little uh, a little mini game I want to play with you two, uh, and it might be a little difficult, and it's all about what we think the next projects regarding Solo should be. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get another Utini member to tell us all about their favorite Star Wars project, and we'll be back with Corey and Lacey in just a sec. Hey, this is Stacy. I write for Utini as well as help with database work and posting to social media. I researched for months what kind of book I wanted to read as my first Star Wars book, and I settled on The Courtship of Princess Leia, because I wanted to know more about how Han and Leia got started after the movies. I was not expecting to get the story that I got. It was such a quick, fun read with lots of action and not as much romance as you would assume from the title. It is still one of my very favorites and I recommend it to everyone. Whether or not you've read any other books or watched movies, it's just a really great book. And if you haven't read it, you definitely should. All right. And we're back. That was an okay clip, I think. <laughs> um, I, it did its job. It did its job well. But I can't say it was my favorite ever. <laughs> I hope it's you. I hope you're the one that recorded it. Corey makes fun of me every week because I always say that they're the best <laughs> clips we've ever gotten. So maybe I tried something different, Corey. <laughs> you know, I want to give another flavor for the, for the listening crowd. But now for this part of the show, I want to put you guys in the producer's chairs. You are in charge of Disney right now. Congratulations on your promotion and your giant bags of money. I'm rich. (laughs) You did it. And on your desk are two folders, right? And they say, this is what we're going to make. If we make one folder, we burn the other one. It does not exist. All right? Okay. First two folders are a Solo 2 feature film starring Han... Right, so this isn't your like only Malkira film. Han is still the focus, or an eight-episode Disney Plus series also starring Han. What Kira? Where's uh, she? Well, I mean, th- she can be in these, but it's okay. like they're still. It's not like your. It's not a Malkira series. Series. It's still fo- following Han. Series. That's a. That's a. No, it's easy. Don't, don't, Do you want eight hours of Han or two hours of Han? Ooh. Well, I don't. We don't. We don't have a. We don't have a live action series though yet. So I don't know what we're comparing to. You know, it's like I take. I take the series. I like after the, based on what they've done with Jessica Jones because Disney's somewhat involved mm-hmm. with that. 
and all that other right. stuff. I'm what? In. But what if it's a season eight of Game of Thrones? I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I have nothing to base that on. And I'm going to go with the fact that I want more Han Solo, so I'm taking the series. All right, I I will also take the series because like I I can't you can't beat the argument of having like ten hours because even of if one hour versus... is bad, that's still seven more hours of Han. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's and if true. like the first third of the movie's bad, that's t- that's a third of the rest of the solo you yeah. get. I know, I know. And it, if if even the tiny amount of leaked footage that we have seen about the Mandalorian is a credit, I've to seen what? it. I was in the room. The, uh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I was so pissed. I was not in the room in Chicago. Everybody booed outside of the Aww. the main stage. I like, heard that because John Favreau so, didn't even want to show anything, any of it. No, yeah, he, they, they, he, him, they forced yeah. him to do it. He did. He didn't want to do it. So what happened in the live stream? They didn't like brief him at all. I don't think. And like before he got on stage to announce it all and everything. So so he was, said, "Here's a clip," and then weird. it just went black. <laughs> yes, he goes. He goes. All right. He he goes. He goes. All right. He's like. All right. Bye to the live stream. He didn't pause long enough for them to close out the live stream and stuff. And we're all at, like the Star Wars stage at the main. Right, because you know, the there's a delay. And and he yeah. goes. He goes. He, and he's like looking around. He's like. He's like talking in his ear. He's like. All right. All right. Are they gone? All right. Who's ready to see some real footage? And then it goes black. And I'm like. <laughs> What? And everybody's like, no. Boo! it was like, we were like, come see, on, I didn't even show know that because John, James, and I were all in the room. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, and, and, and unfortunately, nobody at all whipped out their phone and uploaded that to Some YouTube people did. Where we could see I called some it. No, people totally out did. for doing it because John Favreau yeah. said, please don't put that online. But they yep. took it yeah, down. They, they did it anyway. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, yeah. Those, those people yeah. suck because they did it and because John Favreau said they shouldn't. But I'm also still pissed about the fact that they wouldn't show it to the rest oh, of us. Of course, so I'm glad that they course. did it. And I totally get that. But my whole thing is like if the creator says, hey, guys, please don't post yep. this, then don't post it. I know. <laughs> I know. They absolutely they should sh- they, they shouldn't have forced him to show I'm sure you're going to get that footage it. out of D23. I, I 100% oh, yeah. believe that. I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope we get a full trailer. I really hope we yeah. do and there's some real stuff. And yeah. Anyway, if <laughs> if the Mandalorian, the small amount that we have, is any testament to what that solo series would look mm-hmm. like, then gimme, 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 gimme. And I don't think that they're really opposed to doing that. No, honestly. I don't think so. So follow up then. Good. I take that folder. I say excellent. Everything looks good. Here's your, here's your millions of dollars. Are you, what's your story? If you have eight episodes, we want one overall arc. We don't want a bunch of vignettes, right? Is it going to be? Is he going back to Lando for some reason? Is it going to be involved with Crimson Dawn? Is it a whole nother heist? Is it involved with Enfys Nest Rebellion stuff? I think it has to be Han goes to work for Jabba, but then gets caught up in the bigger argument or the bigger fight between the syndicates with Crimson Dawn and the Huts and. I love yeah, that. I, I I was kind of go down that route. Also, like the crime route. I think they should probably avoid the rebellion. I want puppet like, job. Yeah. Give me puppet job. Yes, that's all I want. <laughs> yes, and uh, what's what's this creepy little dude salacious that laughs? Salacious Crumb. Yes, crumb. give me Salacious Crumb, man. Dude, give me him. I mean, honestly, if the Crispin novels are any indication, like when you write the Hut Cartel properly. It's a terrifying crime syndicate, and it's a fascinating mm-hmm. thing. They and threw people that, to a monster. That's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. Just for, just then, yeah. for I mean, yucks. They were like, here you go, dead. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe bring in uh, – and Crimson Dawn has the mall thing, and like then we have the whole, does Kira come in the room? Does she stay to the side? Does Han think she's dead? Like, yeah. I think there's a whole mm-hmm. fun drama mm-hmm. to play with that. Absolutely. So like the War of the Five Syndicates – playing out over yeah. an eight-episode series. Um, that would be fantastic. Bob Iger, we know you're listening. We appreciate it. We appreciate your support. Thank you very much. <laughs> there you go. We did it for you. I, I want royalties. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great. All right. So, 
Battle of the Five Syndicates is coming to Disney Plus 2022. Well done. <laughs> I honestly think they're going to announce a solo series spring of next year. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. No, I honestly too. wouldn't. Like, I mean, we have a we have a, we have the Mandalorian. We have Cassian. Both of those are back to back. They're dark and gritty. Solo fits that bill very well. And that's I mean, going to drive fans to Disney Plus. That's my whole thing. Is like when they're not sitting in the theater. I mean, JJ released an interview today. I forget who it was. I feel like it was with the New Yorker, where he said, you know, people are viewing content differently than they were in 2015 when the Force Awakens yeah. came out. They want stuff on demand. Mm-hmm. They're making choices yeah. on what they want to see. And Disney Plus is that opportunity for Disney to give the fans what they want. I mean, they saved Clone Wars. That's all I'm going to say. They saved yeah. Clone Wars. So they even promoted right. that mm-hmm. as, we saved it for you. I can't see them not yeah. saving Solo at this point. Which was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely agreed. Now, I'm going to give you guys a couple more folders here. Around this launch of our ridiculously successful Disney Plus Solo series, we want to put, some, <laughs> we want to put a book out. But we only have money for one book. And the two choices are an Enfys Nest book by Beth Revis, mm-hmm. who wrote Rebel Rising, or a Crimson Dawn book by Mer Lafferty, who did the solo novelization. I'm going Crimson Dawn. You want that book? Okay. Yeah, I'm going Crimson, Crimson Dawn, too, because I want to know how <laughs> bad they are. <laughs> yeah, me too. That was... That was, that was in my opinion, not very well alluded to in the film. So, like, uh, I would love to see, are they, I want to see how evil they are. Because, like, we got a little glimpse into, into you know, into his his red face and, like, the lighting up of his scars, which was never explained, which is yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would, love to, I would love to see some of that stuff explained. That would be great. Yeah. Now, do you guys think that, how long, in your in your own opinion, has Maul been involved with Crimson Dawn? Oh, like, has is, is he been the reason that they're, like, really intense? Or... Have they always been kind of evil, and he just kind of slid in as a shadow benefactor when Dryden Voss was already kind of running stuff? I'm, I think he started uh, would, it. There's know. a reason he's at the top. Yeah, I, I would say that after his that arc in the Clone Wars, after he fought the Emperor, like I mean, he probably tried to like lay low for a while. So if he was gonna, if he, I don't know if he could just waltz in and like take out the heads of the crime syndicate like he did the first time, True. the second time, probably not. So. Yeah, and I'd love to see like when did when did Maul meet Dryden Voss? Like, was he just a society man that eventually met up with Maul and realized he could do this, or was he, you know, a a slum kid and he mm. actually got to raise him as something respectable? And that's where like the little scar on his forehead comes from. You know, is it a past life of violence or whatever that well, is? Well, you know why they so, they have those markings on his face, right? Because he was so good looking. That he was no, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> he was too good looking, and Ron Howard was like, "He's too good looking. We need to make him look bad." So they CG'd those things in. So when he gets angry, they get really? right. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, well, That's amazing. And the, and the novelization, Mer Lafferty does something really awesome in addressing uh, the passenger. She calls mm-hmm. it, which is like his, you know, his, his inner anger and stuff that yeah. comes out. And Kira is <laughs> the one that kind of like, you know, she Black Widow hulks him. Yeah. Yeah. And you could see you know, that in the movie down. where she like kind of like puts her yeah. hand on his back. Which makes me kind of go, but she puts his hand. Oh yeah, (laughs) she's like comforting her abuser. But yeah, no, the marks on his face are because the actor Paul Bettany is so good looking that they were like, he's too good looking to be the bad guy. We need to make him less good looking. (laughs) Paul Bettany is so hot. He changed the history of Star Wars. (laughs) That's incredible. That's amazing, dude. Put that on his epitaph. 
It's so funny. But yeah, I think it would be really cool. Like, have this book about Crimson Dawn, and you can also go eras with it. Like, part one is all pre-solo happenings. Part two is post-solo with Kira Mall, and part three, like, does Kira stay until she's older, and then kind of try to take it down from the inside as like her last act or something? Like, mm, that'd be dumb. Like, that'd like, be cool. That being said. If I don't get more Enfys Nest content, I don't know what I'm going to do, guys. Like, I'm, <laughs> you introduced this character. She's amazing. Yeah. She's interesting. She's mysterious. And, his- and she, she has ties to, like, the big picture, too, mm-hmm. which is which is important. And that's the only tie that Solo has to the big it's picture. True. So Put Enfys Nest and Bail Organa in a room, you cowards. <laughs> 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 do it. And with Sabe for good measure, why not? All right, last question I have for you guys in this little uh, mystery round of ours: Do we think that the end of Solo, when Lando goes off into the jungle, presumably, and Han leaves the Falcon, is that the last time they see each other before Empire? Is that the big, what are you doing, you pirate, or whatever? Like, is that the yeah. anger that he? That still was a has? long time ago. Yeah, or yeah. is there another? mission that we're missing no i think they see each other again during in last shot no that's after ben is born isn't it no when but that part. there's flashbacks to where he's there together with fies and gore for the first time i think so is that not are they yeah because they together. meet in right. solo is that when they're young right and then they hang out together during last shot but then they also have a Uncle Wanwo, oh, flash forward. I guess, that is, I guess that is that is after that would be after. I thought they this. only hung out during what? You're right. God, I need to be. <laughs> no. But I'm saying that's why I didn't time. like it because it's so confusing. Because it would be like yeah, I know Han, that that was the which, universal by the way, complaint. I adored those parts where old Han is like yeah, grappling with great. his father and and Ben is that so adorable. Ben is kicking him in the head when he's trying the to coffee sleep. maker like, tries to kill him. It's like really great, but then that's beautiful stuff. But like the stuff that flashes back, like where. Han's at Maz Kanata's place and she's talking to him and he's really upset, which you'd assume is because of Kira. Yeah, so yeah. And some other it's endo. It's confusing. Yeah. yeah. Well, then... That's true. They do meet up there for a short while. I I, I haven't read that book because we... It's so confusing. We weren't, we weren't huge it's fans so of it. Confusing. We weren't huge fans of it. Yeah. But now, so better question then, which is was going to be the follow-up to a good question, but it's a follow-up to a, a question that doesn't deserve to be asked anymore. <laughs> um, is that the last time Han and Kira see each other? At the end of Solo, do you think? Mm. Well, right because, now, because that Solo hasn't that story hasn't been told yet. Sure, canon wise, right, yeah, right. But I like to Probably me. Not. I think I, I love the idea that it's the last time that Han sees Kira, but it is not the last time that Kira sees Han. Oh, I think that it's she is always for the him. rest of. Yep, she's always making sure Crimson Dawn never quite catches up to him. The, the intel for what plan he's on is always just like one system off. I think that she's always gently pushing, and maybe there's a moment where, like, they're on the same planet, and she sees him in a crowd, but she's like, he can't see me, or else I know he'll come get me and try to save mm-hmm. me, and I don't need that. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. That's where my Eric, brain went after that movie. Eric, Eric works in theater. He has a taste for <laughs> I do love that Han, John Kasdan did, at the digital release, he did those, like, 60 things to know about Solo, which I reread mm-hmm. recently, because we talked about uh, John on our episode that's coming out soon, um, or now has been out. And, uh, yeah, time's weird. <laughs> has been out. So he mentions that the, and this is one of the things I love 
about these kind of movies is that he mentions that the thermal detonator thing that Leia does in the Return of the Jedi is actually from the rock moment he did with Kira and he tells Leia and that's why Leia does it. I love that. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. And there was something like that that happened in um, the arc of Clone Wars I just recently rewatched, mm-hmm. um, the Zygerian slaver arc where uh, Anakin puts the lightsabers in R2 and then he gives him the signal to pop yes. them out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, did R2 come up with the plan in Jedi and say, hey, if you do this, I think it'll work. I mean, he's <laughs> a mastermind. I wouldn't put it past him to be like, yo, give yeah. me your stuff. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, guys, it's like poetry. It yeah. rhymes. You know? <laughs> Love that. All right, Bob, again, you're still listening. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> do all of this. Uh, cool. Well, hey, before we get into our last part of this episode, uh, we have an audience question. That I would love, Lacey, if you're up for it, I would love to throw out an audience question for the three of us. Um, this was from Andrew Bell on Twitter. He asked us, uh, what are our respective favorite canon and legends EU characters? Now, because Charles is not here, I will answer for him. His favorite canon character is Jar Jar Binks, specifically in Aftermath. And his favorite legends character is Cornhorn. Um <laughs> Is that, did he really say no, that? No, those are both absolute lies, but aren't they funny, Corey, oh, if you don't step no, on the No, they're not funny at all. all right, I don't like Cornhorn. Um, He's a disgusting human being. <laughs> I know, but let's go around each one at a time. First of all, Lacey, being the guest, we'll start with you. I want to go last. I like one, hearing other people's you actions. You want to go last? <laughs> you know what? I'll defer to that. I'll defer to that. I like that, like that power move. <laughs> Corey, favorite canon character Oof. there, uh, Andrew is waiting for your answer with bated breath. They cannot have appeared <laughs> in a, in any other media. So not not a, in a main movie. Your um, favorite canon character. God, there's so many really great canon characters. Um, I really like Eli Vanto a lot from the Thrawn trilogies. Lacey, have you read the Thrawn no. books? Okay, so Eli Eli is kind of a fan favorite right now. Mm. He's this sort of – for anybody who hasn't listened, this is important for you as well, or you haven't read those books, it's important for you as well. Uh, Eli is sort of like a – he's a good friend. He make, like befriends Thrawn, and Thrawn kind of like looks out for him as they're like going through the Imperial Academy. Mm-hmm. And he's such a like a happy-go-lucky character that's just like along for the ride with Thrawn. And he disappears, like, in, in the books and, like, goes off on some mission that Thrawn has sent him off on. And uh, allegedly he's coming back for the next Thrawn book that, uh, that's about to come out. And he's a great character. Everybody really liked him. Um, there were cheers in the audience at Celebration when, when Timothy Zahn announced that Eli's coming back. Oh, it was nice. Cool. So, yeah. I remember being I've, I've the, always loved yeah, Eli. Yeah, I remember being in the room when they uh, announced Thrawn was in Rebels with Dave Filoni. And people oh, yeah, yeah. lost yeah. it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's a great character. Legends, I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can just come up with one. I wasn't prepared to answer. Yeah. Well, here we'll, we'll we'll both do canon, and then we'll come back to you by that point for your legends character. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll go. I gotta say, uh, Will Lark from Alphabet Squadron, man. I this guy, um, as as I said in my review that's on utini.com right now, he kind of changed a lot of things within me. He was a character that really struck me. It, pretty intensely i i loved everything about him from the moment i met him the way he looks at the world is so unique in the star wars universe like he's an optimist yet he's also a really effective pilot he loves his friends but he's also not naive and just if you've read alphabet squadron um you i hope you agree with me and i've seen a lot of things especially on twitter of people loving will a lot 
and um, he just really hit my heart. So if Will Lark ever showed up in something else, I would maybe faint and die. And I think that is my uh, criteria <laughs> for my favorite faint canon character. Die. Okay. I'm very dramatic, Corey. All right. Lacey. So thoughts? you mean canon characters that aren't in the movies? Yeah. All right. And we can't. And, and I'll, I'll extend that to like if there's like a Rebels character as well. We can throw that in there. I, I kind of really liked Peepka in. <laughs> Peepka! Yeah! In the solo novel. It's just so... I just love the idea of an Ewok being like a hacker. That like... Uh, yeah, I forgot about Like Peepka. when they... He was such a, he was such a smart they, like the whole time. When they announced that fantastic. character, everyone was like, wait, what? Because Ewok went from being like... Eecha, eecha, to like, let me just break into the mainframe. So <laughs> He's a computer nerd. I'm going to go know. with that one. <laughs> that is great. God, I haven't thought about... Well, I thought about Peepka last month because someone was at Galaxy's Edge and in the app that you can get, like, apparently you get these messages from Peepka? characters. Through, and Peepka sent a message on their phone. <laughs> and I can imagine someone that's maybe seen the, the original trilogy once is like, what? What is this? <laughs> like an Ewok can talk? Peepka. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, Corey. Bring it back to you, man. Your legends. What do you got? So I, I don't have a single single favorite Legends character, but I always really like the solo children in the, in the Legends book. So Solid. Anakin, Jason, Jaina. Um, I, I first got into Star Wars books with the Legacy series. You guys have heard me say that before. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really all about the solo children. It's about Jason's fall to the dark side and stuff. And um, I've always loved their characters. And Ben Solo – or I'm sorry, Ben Skywalker, if you go into Legends. Uh, ben Skywalker is is kind of in there in the mix with them, honestly. And all, all of those characters were – were pretty close to my heart, so those were great. If you haven't read the Legacy series, do it. It's fantastic. Children of Legends, love it. I'm going to go kind of cliche here, and I'm going to say Revan. Having just played KOTOR for the first time this year, and having read the Revan novel, that I think I'm one of six people that really like it uh, this year. I love <laughs> I love the idea of the Jedi that's kind of going back and forth, and he says, nope, I love this woman. I'm going to marry her. That's it. I'm really powerful, so I'll help you out. Yup. But he's... He kind of has a lot more agency than most Jedi, and I think that he avoids the pitfalls of the Jedi Council that we seem to be seeing a lot more in like the prequel material now, especially of being too adhe- strict on the dogma and a little too adherent to certain rules that neglect emotion and neglect passion. So I love the balance that Revan gives, and I never played Star Wars The Old Republic, so I don't know what all the stuff that they did with him in that game, but... Straight up KOTOR Revan and Book Revan, I really love, with an honorable mention to Bane, because those books are amazing. Mm, I forgot about Bane. He's a great character. Man, you can't forget about Bane. There's an Eminem song about it. Uh, <laughs> 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 Lacey. I, I, I think you're a little confused. About, I'm going to be honest. Like, I had both of your answers as my answer. So, oh, no. Like, Revan is one of the coolest Star Wars characters ever. I think he has such a great storyline and his character Mm. arc is amazing and Bastille Shan is awesome because she's like right there with him but like then she Mm. goes bad but then she's good again. Uh, And that kind of stuff is cool. Um, I grew up with Jaina too. Like Jaina Solo was just... Sword of the Jedi, man. Yeah, she was just so cool and I remember being like, she has to fight her brother? 
and being like this yes. big deal. But... <laughs> and she's trained by Boba Fett. Spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert, but holy crap, that is such an awesome storyline. Because line. like you see, I grew up obviously with the original trilogy and then the prequels came out when I was a little bit older going into like middle school-ish. Uh, but yeah, no, Jaina was, I remember running in fourth grade to the library to read those uh, books where like Leia marries Han and all those things with the huts and then, yeah. No, so probably Jaina. She's cool. Yeah, right. that's a great answer. Isn't Jaina one of the only Legends characters to be immortalized into an yeah, action Yeah, she was a black series. Still haven't gotten it, but I hear it's out oh. there. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So, so Andrew, Andrew Bell on Twitter, man, Jaina wins, basically, Apparently. is what we're saying. Uh, yeah. So those are ideas. If you love Jaina as well, if you... If there's someone that we are glaringly omitting, please tweet at us. Let us know what we were wrong about. Let us know what we were right about, and we will read them on next week's show. Before we get on out of here, I know we said it at the top. Lacey, where are all the multiple places people can find you on the interwebs? Yeah, people can find me on Twitter at Lacey Gillerin, where I talk about Star Wars, like Peepka, and my love for Kylo Ren. And then uh, Mondays and Thursdays, on the, I'm on the Resistance Broadcast, which is on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, um, where we talk about Star Wars twice a week. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think we did it. I think that'll do Yay. it officially for, for this week's episode of The Living Force. Uh, another huge thank you to all of our new followers and possibly new listeners. Thanks to Lacey oh. and the fine folks over at Resistance Broadcast. Thanks again for that huge shout-out No, out you guys did we, this on your own. Stop it. Stop. No, Stop it. After, <laughs> no, after, your, after your retweet, we literally gained over 100 new followers. Oh. So that's a legitimate thank you for that. I'm sure it was just When you're new, it's a big deal. <laughs> and if you are new, don't forget to subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts and tune in every week to hear the crew at Utini talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Please leave us a review to help people find us and head on over to utini.com for reviews including Alphabet Squadron that just went up, articles, and comprehensive book profiles on every single story in the Star Wars galaxy. If you want your thoughts on the show, just like Andrew Bell... Email us at livingforcepod at utini.com, tweet at us at livingforcepod, or join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. You can find us all individually on Twitter. I am at Eric Eilerson. Corey is at DocStarWarsMD. Lacey is at Lacey Gillerin. Resistance Broadcast at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. And the gloriously missed Charles <laughs> is at C. Hankel. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Freddie, our tech wizard and Anaheim host, and Wes, our community manager. Thank you to Corey and Lacey for podcasting with me. And as always, may the force be with you. Bye! There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars fan code. Embrace it. Live by it. And above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you.